Welcome. This is the Business of Vulnerability, the podcast that shares the wonderful work that individuals, organizations, and communities are doing around the world to try and help those who are most vulnerable. Welcome to the Business of Vulnerability podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Gaither Stevens. Gaither is the Chief Technology Officer for the Gulf Coast Partnership. He is also the CEO of Gaither Dynamic and the founder of the COC Alliance. You've got your hand in lots of different pots here, but thank you so much for taking time to come and chat with us. Thank you, Blake. It's a, it's great to be here. And, I, and when I, you reached out and we started talking, uh, I was so excited to come on the podcast and uh, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is fantastic. Hey, well, we are just excited to, to share the stuff you're doing. It, honestly, it's easy to have you on because you're doing cool stuff, right? If you're doing boring things, it would be a much more of a reach, but I think everybody's interested in, in what you're doing. So why don't we start with, with your role at, at the COC? Um, and really to begin, because we have people that aren't necessarily involved in the homeless community listening to this, can you explain what a COC is and, and what it does and, and your role inside of it? Absolutely. So uh, this might surprise you, but I actually did uh, 20 years in radio and I had kind of kept going back to school and uh, you know, was working on degrees for like computer science and, and, and information technology, which eventually led me down to Southwest Florida. And I was applying for a lot of different jobs and I got a, uh, a call from a local homeless coalition in uh, Charlotte County, Florida. And I, I, I walked in, they interviewed and hired me as a data analyst, but I also was the IT person for the, the organization. Uh, they had a, a food pantry and a, and a cafeteria and an emergency shelter. And that was kind of my introduction uh, to the world of, of uh, people experiencing homelessness. And then the acronyms came. So I learned, uh, you know, people talk about COCs and a COC is what's called a, a continuum of care. So uh, the uh, HUD, Housing Ur Urban Development, the federal government has come up with a program to help homeless people and prevent homelessness uh, across the country by founding organizations and funding organizations dedicated to ending homelessness in each community. Uh, sometimes this can be an entire state uh, like Arizona. Uh, they have a balance of state with maybe a, a larger city that has its own continuum of care or COC. Uh, and then sometimes they're, they're county level or city level. Like for example, uh, my organization, the Gulf Coast Partnership, is a county level uh, organization uh, who, while in the community we work to uh, better the lives of all residents, our, our starting mission was really uh, ending homelessness. Uh, we effectively ended homelessness for veterans in our community uh, in 2017, uh, which you know we're, we're, we're just thrilled to be able to do that and, and to keep providing services to, to veterans. And then our goal right now is actually to end uh, homelessness for chronically homeless, uh, chronically homeless individuals and families uh, by uh, the end of this year. So uh, COCs, uh, like I said, are, are really about um, bettering the community. Uh, a lot of times that can be in mental health, uh, in different areas, but really homelessness is kind of our big push. And with the COC, uh, what we have to do is we have to be able to coordinate services with other agencies. So that's also a big thing. We're an umbrella organization. Uh, and to be able to do that, HUD came up with this database called the Homeless Management Information System. And we call it HMIS, which is what you'll hear uh, people kind of toss out the term. And HMIS is something that we use to track services for clients uh, throughout agencies and to be able to, be able to see how effective our system is, 
uh, adapt to changes, and really more effectively uh, basically house people and prevent homelessness. So that's kind of like the, the nutshell. So a lot of people don't know that COCs exist. They're kind of, you know, we're, we're here if you need us, um, but maybe sometimes if you, if you don't know that we're here, that might, you know, be a good thing. So, yeah. and, and, and I'm the chief technology officer, so I, I manage the database, I do IT for our organization. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, every two years or, or a lot of COCs every year will go out and uh, do surveys uh, with homeless people in the, uh, or people experiencing homelessness in the, in the community. And we uh, do this for a national report that goes to Congress. Uh, so we're, we're busy. We have a lot of stuff going on um, as a COC. So that's kind of the, the background there. That's what we got, got me started in all this. Awesome. You know, and something I didn't realize uh, with COCs, and I think most people don't realize, is a lot of times COCs aren't providing direct services, right? They're they're more of you described it as that umbrella organization, like the kind of the logistical and uh, I, I wouldn't say regulatory, but but they're like the the strategy uh, portion of of things, and there tends to be direct service providers underneath the COCs that the COCs fund or help or or support. Um, with with your role as the chief technology officer, right? So you mentioned the databases and, and things. What other like technology challenges do you have with the COC that you have to deal with? Uh, well, honestly, as a COC, we have to learn to adapt. Uh, so you know, like I said, our our, our really focus was you know veteran homelessness, uh, uh, chronically uh, homeless populations, and you know, of course, we we work with our domestic violence providers, but. This year, you know, and everybody's mentioning this, this is, you know, being recorded in 2020, we had to adapt to the, the pandemic. So as a COC, it made sense for us as kind of a quasi-government agency that's kind of like, you know, we're talking about the umbrella for the community to be able to take on the role of uh, a kind of a, not emergency management, but kind of a, a coordinated entity. So I was able to build a website that um, allowed us to take applications for uh, people that were experiencing financial difficulties due to COVID. Uh, and so maybe they didn't actually have COVID, but they, you know, they lost their job because, you know, I'm in a service industry state of Florida. So a lot of, you know, uh, servers and, and hotels and different things, you know, they, there was a lot of income loss. So we were able to kind of uh, bridge that gap quickly. We had the website built within 24 hours and uh, we're taking applications. Uh, when the county kind of was like, wow, this is great. You know, this is amazing. We can, we can move so, uh, you know, the, the agility just really impressed them. They were like, could you do something where we uh, schedule testing for the website as well, COVID tests? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I think it was about 72 hours later, I had a, a portal built and we were uh, taking uh, COVID-19 schedules through it. And we've probably done, I think, I think we've had over 100,000 visits, like 50,000 people to the website in, you know, since March. And I, our county is, I think, 180,000 population. Wow. So it's just that ability as a COC to adapt quickly um, mm -hmm. We've also, we're working with, uh, we, we have a, a land trust that we're working on building affordable housing. So we're kind of just, you know, in the community in so many places helping out. We work with United Way, we work with Boys and Girls Clubs, you know, so many great agencies, um, not just nationally, but even you know, like on the local level. We just have, you know, mental health providers like uh, Charlotte Behavioral Healthcare. And, uh, we have prescription uh, pharmacy services for low income people at Virginia Beandies. It's, it's just an amazing partnership, not to mention our, our street outreach and emergency shelter. So that coordination of efforts really just helps to uh, make things efficient, effective, uh, economies of scale. You know, we do grant writing. So it, it's, we also provide a lot of services that small agencies with maybe three or four people can't do. We can provide that on a kind of a grander scale. Mm. In, in a lot of ways, I 
the the way you describe it makes COCs to me feel like the glue that's holding this uh, social service provider uh, network in in communities together. Um, because it, it is interesting how disjointed those those groups are and how how rarely they talk to each other if it's not through the things the COCs are doing. Well, and that's a that's actually a really good point. Um, and while in the communities that a COC exists in, there, there is kind of a more cohesiveness because of a COC. Uh, there can sometimes be a disconnect, though, between a COC and a COC. So, for example, uh, you know, with us in Florida, we have a lot of COCs that are county specific. So south of us, we have Lee County. North of us, we have uh, Sarasota. And then we've also got like, uh, you know, Pinellas is not near far, far from here and Collier. And unfortunately, I mean, well, we've kind of learned to, to kind of reach out and talk to each other. But sometimes there's not a lot of coordination between the COCs. So that's something that would be nice to see expanded upon. Um, where we're not pockets, where we're, you know, that, that umbrella on a community maybe gets bigger um, mm -hmm. is something that I would like to kind of see as a, as a personal goal. And it, it seems, uh, you know, from an outsider looking in, it seems like the the connection at the COC to COC level are really just personal relationships of, you know, this, this uh, COC head or executive director happens to know this one, um, right? And, and they communicate that way as opposed to anything more formal or or more you know, nationwide, because uh, uh, what I think people don't realize is how many COCs there are, um, right. right? And and there is a lot of them. I mean, hundreds of them um, mm -hmm. that exist. Uh, you're, it's almost impossible to, I think it is impossible to live somewhere where there's not a COC that has jurisdiction over it, um, right. right? And so they're all over the place and, and having them communicate, a lot of times the only group, you know, you could say above them, so to speak, are uh, HUD, um, and, and sometimes right. state things mixed in there. But I, I do think uh, you're right, more coordination could be really helpful. And, and really, that, that's kind of a good lead into the work you're doing around the COC Alliance. Uh, I mean, in, in large respect, that's how I see it. Is, is that a good way to describe what the Alliance is? Yeah, it really is. So uh, I started kind of working on tools that I thought would help me uh, in my community. And when I first started out, like I said before, the, this world is, is full of acronyms, um, COCs and ESG and TANF and you know, ESSHTH. I can just sit here and throw out you know, acronyms probably for 30 minutes. And I, when I started at my, my new job, I literally just took a notepad and I started writing down acronyms and then they're, 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 you know, what they actually were filled out. And as I did that, I, I realized that I, I felt like an island. And it was really tough to, while HUD does provide lots and lots and lots and lots of guidance, it's kind of like giving you a you know, 12 encyclopedia set and expecting you to know what to do in the next two weeks. Yep. So I started developing kind of tools that I thought would help me. And I, and I realized, you know what, it wouldn't be hard to kind of template this out and make it, you know, useful for, for other COCs. And I realized that, you know, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. If there was something that I was working on, maybe another COC had, had already created a tool, whether it be, uh, you know, a chart or, or just a, you know, a, a report in my, my HMIS. And so I began kind of, you know, reaching out and, and making and, and connections and relationships with people in other COCs. And it became extremely mutually beneficial. Um, while technically COCs are in competition uh, once a year for, for national funding, it really behooves us, I think, to work together. And if one COC can, can, can create a tool that can be used by 300 other organizations. Just think about that manpower that's saved. If you have 
300 people working on it separately, you know, times 10, you're, you're 3,000 man hours versus one person doing it and then duplicating that out to all the COCs. So that's where I kind of got to thinking, let's, you know, let's not waste all this, you know, all these hours and hours of work. Let's do it once and, and you know, let's share it and let's be open. And I've had some really good response by others in the community. Um, and, and honestly, just recently, um, a lot of people have reached out trying to help formalize this because up until now, what had happened was I had created a, a Slack channel uh, for uh, COCs for coordinated entry, which I could go into that, but we'll, that's a part of a COC, and then uh, the HMIS administration. So we have about, there's roughly over 300 COCs across the country. Uh, currently in my primary Slack channel, we have uh, almost 500 participants right now. And before where if you had a question uh, you would have to submit what's called ask a question or aaq to hud and initially that would take it could possibly take months to get an answer they've gotten much better and and you know maybe it takes a week or so but right now i could jump into my slack channel with all these other hmis administrators and coc uh colleagues across the country and i probably have an answer in, in, in 30 seconds or less and that's really i think kind of changed the game uh, for a lot of people especially new hmis administrators because now they come in and they have this amazing resource and this brain trust that they can just ask mm. a question and they're not just thrown to the wolves so you know selfishly it's been very beneficial for me because i have this resource as well but it also provides a way for us to kind of give back to the, the community at, at large and i think it's it's been good for everybody you know something i've noticed in uh, dealing with groups around homelessness is uh, unfortunately, for whatever reason, the the environment right now around homelessness, I think, would I'd describe as a in a trust deficit. Um, uh, politicians often don't trust the groups that are providing services. Uh, I've, I've seen service providers that don't trust the COCs. COC sometimes don't trust HUD. HUD doesn't trust people. Like it's it, it, it's it's all over there. And so, the unfortunate thing is, a lot of times that leaves groups on an island of not knowing who to trust and and how to trust. And it's been Interesting, you know, I, I uh, uh, luckily get to be a fly on the wall on the Slack channels that you have there. And uh, it's interesting to see how that builds relationships where, where, where there's situations where they're like the COC is literally one person, basically, that is, right, that is ministering HMIS, handling the point in time count, is doing everything. And they often exist in a larger, you know, a, a, as a county employer or something, a larger group, but, but rural. But they have no other peers to turn to. And so it has been interesting to watch these conversations of somebody being like, hey, look, I'm by myself, someone help me. And, and there's a place to come in. And it, it really helps, I think, build trust at that level, which man, is that trust desperately needed. Like to solve something as large as homelessness in the United States, like it needs to come from a position of, of trust, of communities trusting each other uh, and, and hopefully uh, you know, HUD trusting the COCs, COCs trusting HUD, service providers trusting the CVCs, clients trusting the service providers, all of that needs to come. So I, I think the, the Alliance is, is really taking a, a firm step in that direction of trying to help. Like you mentioned, that there's, there's a competitive environment there too, but, but it doesn't mean there has to be a lack of trust and, and collaboration. I think everybody benefits from that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it, just like I said, the, the, the amount of time it saved me personally, um, you know, and, and our organization has been growing, especially with, uh, you know, we, the COVID funding or CV funding, as, as we call it. And so yep. I've been torn in many, a lot of different directions. We, we're hiring more people. And like I said, I'm still doing ITs for the organization. And, you know, 
yesterday I, I literally had to run in because we lost internet to half the organization because somebody unplugged something and you know so i i just the, that, that stuff happens more and more often so if i can save time by by collaborating with others i mean that's a no-brainer to me um we're looking at do doing a, a request for a proposal for a new hmis um uh, implementation now we may end up staying with our, our current vendor but it's it's good to kind of evaluate to make sure that the vendor you're with is is good you know on a, on a regular basis and the great thing is an rfp can be a, you know 20 30 i mean it can be a massive document that, that is a lot of research and time putting together but because of the slack channel i can go in there and i've asked you know can people share their RFPs and, and bam, I've got these amazing documents and, and they're fine with us looking at that and using that as a, as a, a building block to something. And that saves me many, many hours of research. And, and honestly, it gives me ideas that I never even knew were out there. And, and that's honestly one of the biggest benefits is I'll, I'll ask a question in Slack or somebody else will. And it, it leads to these great conversations where we kind of you know come together on, a, on, a, on an elegant solution that maybe one of us alone couldn't have done. But as a team, we come to it so much quicker. And it's just, it's it's fantastic to see. There are times I won't even be in the Slack and maybe a day or two I'll, I'll be off doing other things and I'll come back and I'll see the activity happening in the conversations. And I'm just blown away at, at you know, the way people just come together and help each other. And and, and we need that. A lot of people don't realize, but uh, we're in social services and a lot of us come out of college and, and we've got, you know, bachelor's degrees in computer science or master's degrees. And, you know, we're being paid 12, 13, $14 an hour. And that can be tough. And, and we're willing to do it because, you know, we want to help people. But when you're getting offers for 20, 30, $40 an hour or even more, it, it's tough. And so we see a lot of turnover in our community. Um, so if we can help each other and, and make the job easier, uh, and, and then in turn, what we're going to do is we're going to help more people in the community. We're going to, you know, more effectively end homelessness. We're going to effectively prevent homelessness. And it's just everybody benefits from it overall. And that that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, there's a lot of disagreement on, on things, you know, whether it be in the country or, or over how to provide services. But I'll, I'll tell you what, the thing that unifies us all is we really just want to help people. We might disagree on the way to do it, but I think if we come together and, and we get together, um, and we realize that we all have that same passion, then it's it's nice to kind of realize that while we meet different opinions, our ultimate goal is the same. Yep. You know, uh, I was just thinking one of the conversations I followed on that Slack channel, uh, on one of the Slack channels, uh, uh, was a, a conversation just around a, a tool. Um, there was a question of how to schedule some some meetings for, I believe it was HUD uh, trainings that were, were going out, of how to get them on a calendar, everybody look at. And it led into a really interesting conversation about somebody just sharing a tool that they use called Airtable and, and how mm -hmm. they use it. And it was interesting for everybody to you know, jump in and see how people are using these tools. And I realized like that is a very like agnostic thing, right? Like it, it doesn't have it doesn't have anything to do with about how you provide services or or uh, you know if if you're doing their strategy is correct or whatever it's just here's a tool that's helpful and and being able to share it and people learn about it and like that level of collaboration uh, feels just so you know golden like there that is a, a tremendous benefit for every community that involve, is involved because it's not telling you you're doing something wrong it's not trying to get you to shift your entire strategy to a different way of thinking or something it's just hey this tool has worked really well and could probably work really well regardless of what system strategy focus you currently have um and, and so that's been a really concrete example for me of like hey i can see how this would be very beneficial and it makes sense to you know to codify it and expand it and and grow and so i, I hope 
I hope the alliance is, becomes a, a big thing, and I hope you get more and more people involved in it. Thank you. I, 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 I'm really excited about the direction it's going. Um, like I said, we've had some amazing people reach out, uh, and it, it's just it looks like it might be something really good. It, and there are organizations out there that are you know policy driven, and and they they do a fantastic job of kind of pushing uh, you know objectives that are like like policy or, or kind of ideological. But like you said, we're looking at, we want to provide tools. We want to provide things that are, are useful to people. And, and that's kind of something that I've constantly kind of been able to do is look at something that works for me and then think about whether I can use that to apply it on a larger scale. Um, so, you know, that's the, the COC started, you know, kind of, I, I was very kind of in a box there. And as the COC Alliance started growing, that kind of got me out of my box. Um, and then just being able to, it, it, and honestly, it's kind of neat to be able to have uh, someone reach out and go, you know what, we're able to use that tool that so-and-so created in another community and kind of mm -hmm. see it spread out there. It's, it's just, it's really kind of gratifying to see that work. So I mean, that leads to a good question. Is that really how Gaither Dynamic got started? Is the, the sharing of those tools? I Probably, sorry, I'm, I'm coming from a position of knowing what happened. Will you describe a little bit what Gaither Dynamic is? And then, and maybe right. uh, share how that's expanded. So I, I've always, I love everything technological. I re, I really do. Um, and and honestly, uh, my my real kind of goal early on was to own my own software development company. So I, you know, I've got a computer science degree, and I, I love coding. And I kind of got into a, a, a little bit of a rabbit hole of creating visualizations. Uh, when we're using a database, a lot of times you'll get a report out of the database that's just you know, 18 pages of numbers. And it's not really easily digestible for, you know, a, a, a community, you know, someone just going to a website and, and looking at a report, they're not going to bother with an 18 page PDF to try to figure out what's going on in their community. But if you can put together uh, a graph or a dashboard or, or something, you know, like that's especially easily accessible through a website or through a mobile device, um, then you can really effectively tell your, your story to the community. And that, that's what kind of drew me into Gaither Dynamic. It was kind of twofold, honestly. Um, one, I, I'm in social services, so I love my organization and I wanted to keep working there, but it was tough financially. Southwest Florida is an expensive area to live. And with the degrees I have, I could go to Tampa and make more money, but I'm committed to my community and my organization. So I was looking for a way to kind of, you know, do both to be able to be able to stay with my organization and yet be able to grow, um, you know, and, and be able to, honestly, to afford to live here. So I started building these dashboards, and it occurred to me that I could I created a you know a dashboard for my community. Why couldn't I recreate that for another community? And that's where Gaither Dynamic came in. Um, there is unfortunately a lot of high turnover in our industry because uh, social services doesn't tend to pay as much. And so people maybe stay in uh, this area and COCs for maybe a year or two, and then they move on to a, a private organization. The problem is you could have a COC that has created an amazing tool or dashboard or, or something that's a technological marvel, and someone leaves and it just falls apart because there's no one there to maintain it. Mm -hmm. So my goal was to provide a, uh, an, a, an affordable solution to COCs that could help them uh, tell their story in a compelling manner. So I created data dashboards and I provide them to, to COCs at an extremely nominal price. Uh, I mean, 
way cheaper than it would be to hire you know a data analyst or something like that and i, I do like a yearly subscription service uh and it's been fantastic i i've i've, I've been able to work some with some amazing organizations throughout the country and uh, honestly it's just the growth has almost been too much i have to kind of like do it in, in spurts because it's been um such a, a you know, it's, it's really caught on a lot uh, in fact at first i had i was doing um, free dashboards for cocs and it was just it was overwhelming i, I, and I had to stop that eventually um, but if you want to see one of the dashboards a lot of times i'll do demonstrations but if you go to gulfcoastpartnership.org uh, you'll see dashboards right there on our website what gaither dynamic does is it allows cocs to have a community dashboard but all they really need to do is is generate a report out of their hmis upload it to my website and then they'll have their dashboard the next day so it's it's a very uh fast efficient quick way and, and every time they upload data every single night every single day their dashboard's brand new with updated data so for them it's it's also an ease of use so it's just being able to just generate a report upload it next day dashboard so that was something else i wanted to be able to do is make this simple and fast and easy for cocs and uh, to clarify they should already all no matter who their vendor is they should be able to generate that report right absolutely um yes that, that is absolutely 100 true I, I made sure that my dashboards are built on reports that are nationally uh, generated and, and required uh, so that nobody was excluded it's, it's vendor neutral so anybody that works in this uh, coc hmis world uh, can utilize my dashboards uh, you can also go to the cocalliance.org to learn a little bit more about the coc alliance which is just fledgling it's still working and then gaitherdynamic.com is where i have some uh, dashboard demonstrations but you know it's great because uh we you can see what what the a snapshot of homelessness is like in your community over time uh you know we have data on our coc for like the past eight years so we can see uh you know how uh, housing is gone how uh how many more people we're serving or less people uh, by project type so it's really provided a lot of flexibility and power uh, for cocs that they didn't have before especially smaller cocs that, like i said can't afford you know to hire a, a consulting firm or or a tableau expert for a hundred thousand dollars they can drop down uh two thousand dollars and have an amazing dashboard on the website and it's it's been a fantastic um journey so far you know, it's an interesting thing with COCs is the disparity between the budgets, right? So you have everything from uh, ones that cover entire states um, to ones that are really small rural counties to, to you know, uh, the Los Angeles, which, you know, has, I, I literally don't know what it is, but I think it's nearly a billion dollar budget um, there, no, right? So, right, uh, like I, um, there's there's factors in there like measure H funding and other things in there that's kind of crazy that they have uh, some of it may just be a quick influx of cash but um, but that, that disparity is really interesting but your your tools are really valuable and and you're right for a lot of these particularly rural CLCs they can't afford um, you know uh, IT people let alone uh, you know somebody do a dashboard so what you're offering is a tremendous value um, for them I. Uh, I'm curious. Do you do you feel like that'll be the future? And in, in like, a, is that going to have to be a full time thing eventually, or are you going to keep holding on to to the Gulf Coast uh, partnership? Uh, like, I, I already imagine you're probably at the point where you could. I mean, you obviously could make more money elsewhere. So there, yeah. there's there's that that draw to do to do good. Um, but but will will Gaither Dynamic ever pull you away? Um, I think it's possible, but one of the things I strive to do is make sure that if, if there is ever a transition like that, my, my COC will, will I'll have a plan in place. I make sure that things 
pretty much can run without me. Um, they might have to hire four people instead of me. I don't know. I, I, I naturally, I mean, <laughs> but you know, in all honesty, I, I, I'm, I, I love my organization. I'll keep working with them. I yeah. do think that eventually Gaither dynamic will be something that I'll have to do full time. Um, I, you know, I, and, and it's amazing. I, I've actually been able to have the pleasure of working with Detroit, Flint, Charlotte, Raleigh. Uh, I've CSEs out in California. It's, it's quite amazing. Um, the, the you know, organizations I've been able to work with and, I just I love it. It's it's really neat, kind of being able to see what I do on a county level uh, happen on a national level, and it's also fascinating that you know we're a CSC that's a like I said a quasi government agency, but we're we're a nonprofit. You know, kind of what people are normally used to seeing. But there are CSCs that uh, are actually part of universities. I think uh, University of Nebraska actually is is NHMI's lead, and then uh, you you've got like you said, you know, a lot of CSCs don't provide direct services, but some do. Uh, Treasure Coast over in Florida, they provide direct services and, and, and cut checks. And so it's really interesting to see all these different uh, ways that people operate. And Gaither Dynamic kind of gives me that uh, that higher level view and that 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 relationship uh, with other CSCs that I wouldn't maybe normally have the, the uh, opportunity to see and experience. And it's great because it gives me op or ideas to, to be able to bring to my CSC and present them and go, listen, this is how they're doing things there. And it's it's great to be able to have like that broader uh, knowledge. And so it's, it's really right now a great marriage because I have that COC kind of level of, of uh, keeping me down to earth and grounded and in the know, but it also gives me that higher level view at the same time. So I, I'm really in it while it kind of rattles me as far as like, you know, we have crazy time schedules on things and, and federal reporting, but uh, I, I, I Sometimes I just love it. It's 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 crazy, but it's it's great at the same time. You know, it's it's a weird uh, dynamic. Yep. Well, I think a big part of it is you're you're doing immense good, right, in your community, and, and that helps. And I, I mean, honestly, just seeing the the camaraderie on the Slack channels, like there's there's a community that's being built around people that are are working at COCs and HMIS administrators and and dealing with these things and. Uh, that community, I think, brings a lot of joy, right? And so uh, regardless of the good that you're doing inside a community, I, I think you're doing a tremendous good outside of it. And so, you know, from from all of us, thank you for the, the work that you're doing. And, and uh, you know, there's we, we talked earlier about COCs kind of being that glue in communities. Like, I, I think in a large measure, we need more glue at, at that higher level to connect communities together, um, to share best practices, to, to see what's working and what's not, and to... Uh, to, to build that that trust and and I think you're you're going a long way uh, towards doing that so so thanks and and thanks for coming on the podcast we really appreciate it oh thanks for having me it's, it's been fantastic and you know you and I I think have had some really good conversations and I, and I expect those to continue and, and you guys are doing some amazing things uh, in fact you know I, I looking at your website and just the, the you know services you provide and it, I was blown away by the the professional level of, of just everything um, it's you guys are doing some fantastic stuff, and, and I honestly, I, I hope to be where you're at someday. <laughs> uh, I think you're already where we're at. Just it's a, a different, you know, the, it's kind of the different perspective of expertise. Our expertise is kind of in that tech and business stuff, um, but I get into the meetings where they're talking about acronyms, and one of the best things anybody ever gave me was a notebook that um, BitFocus made and gave away at, uh, at conferences for um, swag, and in the back was a glossary of terms and and acronyms and so it was like what is the acronym oh okay i know what this is now 
thank you. We, we can carry on this conversation. Like you come at it from the, the perspective of you know the acronyms, you know you have the, the subject matter expertise. Um, there's a polish and 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 just like I, I don't know authenticity that's like we strive to try and get there. You've already got it right, and so I, I think I think we want to be where you are, where we understand the the situation well enough um, that that we can be helping build and and be a glue for the community as well. So I thanks thanks so much and. Uh, and and just I'm excited to keep talking and, and see where where our conversations go. And and I'm excited to follow the the uh, Gaither Dynamics story and see where it is in two or three years. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, it can be tough, uh, you know, because I, I, I kind of have those three hats that I wear. They do kind of have some overlap. But, you know, ultimately it, it comes down to just helping people, you know, whether that be helping people in the community or helping people you know, nationwide come together. Um, yeah the collaboration tools and, you know, being able to get answers quickly. And it just, it makes everything better for everyone, I think, in my opinion. It definitely does. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We, we really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And, and you, like you said, you guys are doing great stuff. And I've been nothing but impressed ever since we talked. I think you mentioned a little bit, but if, if people are interested in getting a dashboard, what's the best way to be in contact with you? Honestly, they can just go to gaitherdine.com. Uh, that's G-A-I-T-H-E-R dyn.com uh, they can see a demo uh, learn more about what we do as far as dashboards and there's a contact form they can use to get in touch with me thank you for listening to the business of vulnerability if you or somebody you know would be a wonderful guest for our next recording please let us know at team pulse it's t-e-a-m P-U-L-S-E at pulseforgood.com. Thank you.